Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. This morning, quiet morning with the boys. You see, Andy just perked up when he heard those voices. The big smile on his face. He locked the door of the studio. (laughs) He's got garlic around his behind me. Yes, I was just making sure. Nine thirty-eight, Dean Richards, Sunday morning, in time for our weekly visit with Doctor Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. You didn't say cheap, did you? No, chief. Oh, okay. As far as I know, he's a very generous man. I know he's a very generous man, as a matter of fact. Good tipper? Uh, yeah, he's a good tipper. Nice. Good, good dancer. And oh, everything. He can cut a rug? He can cut a rug as well. Uh, Dr. Most, good morning to you, my friend. How are you? I am doing great. <laughs> Thanks. Wouldn't it be fun to have blood pressure cuffs on Hamp and OB? And I just, to, oh, just to see. That is such a good idea. Yeah. That is such a good it idea would, yeah. to just watch it's it. It's got to be in the 200s over 190. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be crazy. Uh, during the break, uh, we were just talking about uh, uh, Elton, Jim, who has uh, just recently had a, a little medical uh, procedure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much detail <laughs> you want to give. Oh, on, I don't uh, mind. No, I had, I had one of my adrenal glands removed. And uh, because I had a, a couple of benign growths on it, and I was having, the doctor will know this, I had something called hyperaldosteronism. Right. Yeah, the adrenal gland makes a lot of our steroids, essentially, for the body, and aldosterone is one of them. And if you have too much of it, and it's caused by a benign tumor, they will, re- they will remove it. And they, I'm sure they just took the one side, right, Jim? No, they took the whole thing out. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, one, yeah, yeah, one of them. Just one. One of them. Okay. Yeah, that was the only yeah, one. Really, but uh, but the, then the goal, hopefully, is to uh, to lower my blood pressure. Yeah, absolutely it will. You know, and the, people don't understand how important the kidney and the adrenal glands are for blood pressure. And, and certainly um, making sure that we're having the right chemical balance is one thing, but also the right blood flow to the kidneys will actually impact your blood pressure as well. So, yeah, um, good that you noticed it or your physician picked up on it and uh if you were on blood pressure medicine, there's a good chance you might be able to come off of that soon. Yeah, I'm meeting with uh, I'm meeting with my uh, my primary uh, uh, you know uh, doctor in a couple of weeks, and and I already I have a uh, a blood pressure monitor at home that I, I do it on a, on a daily basis, and I've already noticed that it's probably on a, on a regular basis, as you said. Every you know you do a little activity, your, your blood pressure can always go up and down throughout the day, but uh, usually um, in the morning, I've noticed it's already gone gone down like twenty points, and that's still on my medication. So we'll see, hopefully. We, we're pretty much back to, to normal now, aren't we, with the uh, procedures and things like that post-COVID, Kev? Is that right? Well, yeah, Dean, I'm glad you bring it up because uh, absolutely we are from a from an availability point of view. We certainly would hope that patients are starting to come back and have that confidence for things that they have put off. I can tell you our colonoscopy numbers are through the roof right now, and it's really because of a backlog of individuals who hadn't had that done. Be careful about but the word backlog there. Yeah, yeah but certainly looking they, at things they like have, they couldn't have, they couldn't have put a couple of stitches in his lips. That's <laughs> why I'm here, Dean. Hey, hey I, I was warned that he was on. Yeah. Oh, wow. they, they, funny. they never warned me that Andy's in the studio right. or whatever. No. I come with a disclaimer, apparently. Yeah, right. But yeah. the uh, but the the point is is that things are are getting back to normal with all of the uh, procedures that were put on hold during uh, the, the pandemic. 
100%. And please, anybody who has put those on hold, please follow up and get those taken care of. It's much easier to catch an illness uh, early on and much more treatable than later in the later in the illness. Yeah, I did have to take a COVID test, you know, like a day or so before. Yeah, but still, yeah. Uh, how are we doing with uh, people going out and getting the new vaccine, uh, Kev? Not good. Uh, I mean, I hate to be blunt, but really not. Good. I'm Only triple boosted. Two. I got mine. I got mine the first day. Good. Appreciate that. I mean, I think more people who have gotten them and said, hey, you know, the side effects aren't too bad is great. Um, but only 2% of the country, and we're what? We're going on to four, we'll be four weeks here at the end of the week oh. that it's been available. Only and yet 2%? only 2% of the country wow. has gotten it. Wow, wow. <laughs> Do you think that there's a complacency with it? Do you think people are just tired of hearing about vaccines and, uh, you know, they they just don't want to bother with it? They feel like, yeah, even if I get it, it's not going to be that, uh, it's not going to be that hard uh, if I do get it. Yeah, I think it's multifactorial and it, you know, there's going to be a book written, and I should I should start writing it, actually, missteps through COVID, you know, and bad timing, you know, just with some of the vaccine news that came out. Now, you can imagine, too, here's President Biden. He gets over and says the pandemic is over. You know, two days later, we say, oh, we got this new vaccine. Let's make sure everybody goes out and get it. And it's like, wait a second, what's this mixed message? Are, are we in the clear or is, there, is this important? And unfortunately, the timing of those two could not have been worse. I was reading an article that said that there is a uh, a new coronavirus which has been discovered in bats that uh, are immune to all of the COVID-19 vaccines. Have you heard anything about this? I don't don't know how up you are on your bat news, but uh, this was in uh, Time magazine. And is there a possibility that uh, a new virus... Uh, could spread from, you know, uh, creatures like that, from bats to humans. A- absolutely, there is. Now, I haven't heard that, and that one obviously would get our attention. But certainly we know that the subvariants of the COVID uh, virus right now that we know of is starting to get very elusive. You know, the BA 4.6, the 2.75, the BF 7, I mean, you're getting these numbers thrown at you like crazy, but it's just showing you the importance of what we are doing to track and monitor any changes. But BF7 is the kind of one of the newer ones, still in low numbers, but is not only elusive to antibodies, but also some of the medications that we use. It appears it doesn't work well. And the UK have to, uh, just recently doubled up the dose of that medicine, and we'll probably do it here in the United States soon. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know, if uh, there for no other reason that you go and get this new vaccine, uh, who knows what's out there right now? And all of this, all of this sort of spawning uh, right from the original uh, COVID virus that has uh, you know grown and uh, you know developed characteristics. Uh, on its own, we we don't know, uh, you know, uh, in what uh, shape it might be uh, with with others and, and how it may come back to us. Absolutely. I mean, it's showing us it's showing us that this is a, a, a virus that can change and morph. And with BA4 and BA5 being so predominant right now, it's our opportunity to slow the spread of it. People have to understand that every infection that we prevent decreases the chance of a subvariant, because I'll tell you, Subvariants, this is, you know, Darwinism at the finest. If you want to go back to your grade school kind of learnings, you know, the virus that survives is the one that not only 
can multiply easier, but can evade antibodies from the host, which is us. So that's why we're seeing these new sub-variants. And we need to know if we squash this and slow it down a little bit here, we have a lower chance of having more sub-variants. All right. Is this, is this virus unique in that it is so adaptable where other ones kind of die out? Well, Jim, you know, if you look at influenza, influenza really changes all the time, right? We get a flu shot, but people have to understand that flu shot has changed dramatically over the years because of the opportunity that influenza virus has to change. Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, not only is it very contagious, but if you look at deaths from influenza in the past, we get about 36,000, 40,000 deaths in the United States from influenza. Well, obviously, that was multiplied with COVID and got everyone's attention. But certainly, we can't forget about that because we know viruses mutate and change just to make sure that they can continue to spread and continue to survive. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and get to your questions for Dr. Kevin Most coming up next. Dean Richards, Sunday morning on WGN. With Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, uh, talking COVID and all things health this morning. Got a ton of people, uh, Kev, to ask uh, questions. Let's start off with, I uh, start with Karen. You're on WGN. Hello. Hi, um, Dr. Most. I know that they have been delaying mammograms after um vaccinations COVID vaccinations are there any other testing that they have found that they can have false positives if you take get the shot too close to the test so karen and and i'm glad you brought it up because there's two points there one is making sure that the timing of your mammogram along with the vaccine is appropriate because we know that we get the immune response which could cause enlarged lymph nodes kind of in our arms and under our arms and armpit and that uh, area is noted in mammograms and we see inflamed lymph nodes we want to make sure it's not cancer when in fact it was just a reaction to the uh to the vaccine now as far as other tests no there really aren't any other ones the other screening tests that we are looking to do you know colonoscopies and lung cancer screening really are not impacted at all by the vaccine it's just that one and it's because of the location and the immune response and what we look for when we're looking for breast cancer on mammograms 219 area code kev says i'm vaccinated and boosted and uh, waiting for my new vaccine Unfortunately, I got COVID on August 1st. When can I get the new vaccine? Yeah, you know, it's one of those, unfortunately, fortunately. You know, unfortunately, you did get this in August, which is uh, sad. I mean, I dodged it until then as well. So we're both kind of in the same boat. And what happens now is we look to know that you've been affected by the the virus that is circulating in the community and you've done well. Because of that, you're going to go three months with natural immunity. So really, you're going to wait two and a half, three months before you get that because you have the best immunity possible right now, which is a natural immunity. Certainly, the the COVID um, uh, vaccine is going to come close to being as close and accurate as possible. But you have to remember, uh, the vaccine that we're getting right now is made for BA4 and BA5. Well, you had a very good possibility that you were infected by BA4.6, which is the most recent so you probably have better immunity than anybody who's getting vaccinated. Right. However, we know that wanes. So in three months, make sure you get that shot, especially if you're in that 
immunocompromised or age-related uh, uh, age group that we're concerned about. 312-981-7200. Paul, you're on with Dr. Kevin Most. Yes, Dr. Kevin. Um, I got the latest booster at the same time as the flu shot. Um, perhaps it's impossible, and I didn't have really any you know, major reaction, just a little bit of pain at the injection spot. Uh, should we be encouraging people, you're going to have to get a flu shot anyhow, get the booster now, and maybe that'll increase the number? Paul, I'm right there with you, and I certainly hope that everybody was just listening to your message because you can get both the booster shot and the flu shot at the same time. It's two different shots. I'll put one in each arm, but you certainly can get them, and really that would be the biggest impact that we could make. If we get everybody to get in to get a flu shot and at the same time get that COVID booster, we will make November, December, and January much better for all of us. So you make a very good point because people are like, should I spread them apart? And really, the only vaccines I tell people to spread apart right now is shingles. You know, do it a couple of weeks after you get your booster. But certainly, individuals going in for their flu shot should be able to get their booster shot at the exact same time. Yeah. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Paul. Actually, Ann is uh, on the phone line with questions about the shingles vaccine. Hi, Ann. You're on WGN. Hi, Dr. Most. I'm a 64-year-old female in good health. I will soon get my fourth COVID shot. I would like to get the shingles shot. I've noticed over the last month or so, the commercials regarding shingles have now added Guillaume-Barre syndrome as one of the possible side effects. And if you remember, Refrigerator Perry had Guillaume-Barre syndrome, I'm going to guess maybe 12 to 15 years ago. So please tell me your uh, opinion on that and uh, the possible side effects of that syndrome. Sure, 100%. So um, what Anne's talking about is something called Guillain-Barre. Guillain-Barre is it's an ascending paralysis that is seen in very, very, very few individuals. So certainly the risk of getting Guillain-Barre is extremely low, but we know it's possible with many different vaccines. But certainly I would take the risk of that versus the risk of getting shingles, put them in a try to put them on a balancing and the risk of getting shingles is on the 30th floor and the risk of Guillain-Barre is you know, on the ground level. So certainly would not stop, that would not stop me from getting this. Um, anybody who has had shingles or understands or knows someone who did, um, you'll certainly want to get it. The timing of shingles, you get the vaccine and then you get a follow-up vaccine later. Um, certainly back, uh, shingles probably hits people a little bit harder um, that first day afterwards, they're not feeling all that great sometimes. And that is why mm-hmm. I would kind of separate those two. But I would not be concerned. You know, knowing about Guillain-Barre is one thing, but being afraid of it or being uh, um, hesitant to get a vaccine because of it is something totally different. All righty. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You're welcome. All right. Good luck with all that. The uh, 847 area code says I'm scheduled for my mammogram tomorrow. I had the new booster on September 15th. Should I reschedule? Well, she's 10 days. She's kind of hitting the maximum opportunity for that. It's one of those where, you know, you you might get lucky and you might not have had a big reaction or a big response and your lymph nodes are fine. Um, But you may want to reschedule and push it back probably another two or three weeks. By that time, those lymph nodes will be down and you're going to get a very complete and accurate mammogram. So I would say uh, unless this is a uh, you're screening for a mammogram because of something you found or your physician found, and if it's just a screening, ma'am, 
then I would say, why don't you wait a couple of weeks to yeah. decrease or eliminate that uh, that possibility of, of that inflamed lymph node. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Always appreciated, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You got it, Dean. Take care. We'll talk soon.